Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody in between and outside, this is the very first episode of the Bandwidth Roundtable. On the show today we have Mr. Robbie McIntyre doing the bass vocal. We have Matthew Gage playing the beautiful guitar. Myself, Eric Brent West on the tambourine. We're going to have a great show today. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, this is it, guys. This is the very first episode of the round table. How are we all feeling? Nervous. This is my first time doing anything like this. <laughs> it's my first time doing Matthew, anything. It is. Matthew, so you guys got to be gentle. Matthew, Uh-oh. just relax, okay? They say <laughs> that the camera ends... No, the microphone adds 10 pounds. It's true. How many, camera, how many microphones lot, are on you? You're going to sound a lot fatter than you actually are. Well, anyway, we're going to hop right into it here. The first thing that we're going to start off with is uh, current musical events. First thing that we're going to talk about is John Mayer playing his uh, his new single that he's going to be putting out. That Was that on iHeartRadio that yeah. he did that? Yeah, that's correct. What, what are our first impressions about that song? Uh, Robbie literally just listened to that song for, like not for, even 40 seconds ago. First of all, ago. what does John think he's doing right now? I don't, I don't know if John <laughs> actually knows what he's doing ever. What? He's just do, trying to be real. Do you think John just, just picks up an acoustic guitar sometimes and just plays a folk melody and goes... I feel that. I feel that shit. I feel like sometimes he does. And then, uh, and then, like a, a minute later, he's got some arbitrary folk lyrics, and then he just releases that shit. And then he, uh, dude, I, I eat that shit up though. It's so good. <laughs> he, I mean, I liked, I liked the like electronica way he was going with this last single. Like, yeah. how it went back a little bit to yeah. like the heavier things vibe. I do, I do enjoy good heavier things vibe. I'm not, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. But I do think that Born and Raised. Is like one of my favorite albums. I think he's an excellent folk country songwriter. I don't think that people give enough credit for that. But I think with the context that he set with New Light, I was kind of expecting something a little more New Lightish. Yeah, I was thinking, like, you know, I feel like the search for everything came out, and then he was going in one direction that was yeah. a little bit towards New Light, and then yeah. New Light came out, and I thought he was going to release a whole record of something along that vibe, mm-hmm. and then now this came out, and I'm like, what? Well, I'm kind of stoked about that. Like, I, I know Eric feels the same way about it, but we're like dying for a new kind of country album from him. You know, like he's—I think he's extremely underestimated in that, in that be- aspect. Before I give John a bad rap, I've been a fan of John since I was, a, you know, a in, a, in high school. For a wee sure. little bear. I don't want to make it seem like I hate John because I love John. But anyway, I like the funkier shit. Yeah, I mean, like. The- his latest album, like his full length, had like a bunch of stuff that was very reminiscent of the things that he was doing before, but it also was very progressive in like, I felt like New Light kind of related to a lot, the majority of the tracks on the search for everything. Whereas like the songs like Roll It On Home and You're Gonna Live Forever In Me, like those songs were a little more Paradise Valley, Born And Raised. Uh-huh. Very you true. Know? Yeah. So. And who, he was doing the knows? piano on that. Yeah. He was doing all yeah. Who knows where he's going? Keys. Who knows where that guy's going? The next thing that we're going to talk about, these are honestly just like the first things that we saw on Billboard.com, but Ariana Grande just announced a new tour for the album Sweetener. Does anybody else listen to that album besides me? Am I the only uh, Unfortunately, I have not. You have not? Have you? No. I'm, I'm missing it. You know, I'm, I missed it. <laughs> we're, we're sleeping on that. She, she has not done it to me yet. <laughs> <laughs> she has not yet entered into my ears. Well, yeah, we're not really woke with Ariana Grande. No. Do, it, like, I mean. do we want to talk a, a bit about uh, Mac Miller 
and how we feel about it. Like that. Like how, how I feel like it yeah. was a bit wrong. Yeah. Well, for people to hate Ariana. I feel I don't I don't understand what's where people were coming. Why from? do people hate Ariana? Because she didn't appear on the on the like on the Mac farewell show and a few other things. Well, like you got to admit that's got to be pretty hard for her. Exactly. You know, I think that's rough. I think that's <clears throat> incredibly rough. Anyway. I mean, it's, if you're close to somebody like that, whether they're your ex or not, I feel like that's just got to hurt a whole lot more. Yeah, I wouldn't. You yeah. know, to be able to like be on that level with somebody. I feel like that's kind of wrong of people to expect that of, yeah. of her. And I feel like like a farewell farewell show seems more like a, a farewell like a, show. A farewell show. <laughs> a farewell show seems more like a friends sort of a. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, it might seem like a little bit more. Like. Anyway, basically, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about right no, now. No, but I mean, <laughs> this flying by Ma- the seat Max of passing was pretty sad, and I, I don't think that anybody in the right kind of mindset should be blaming Ariana for, for for his death first of all like just the amount of did that happen yeah oh you didn't they're just like oh man he she just didn't give Mac enough attention or like she shouldn't have broken up with him like there's tweets like that flying like, everywhere well this is just dummies people, out there. Are, people are just fucking people that have no ridiculous. idea what they're talking about just, I know just, right just voicing out the first thing that comes to mind on their they, Twitter like yeah there's no thought put into that I mean yeah it's sad yeah. She's going on tour. Maybe there'll be like a little bit of controversy there. I don't know. I've I've heard that she has a really big production. I'm sure she puts on a great show. What was the uh, drama that was coming? Was, I, feel, I feel like it was the same kind of thing with uh, Miley Cyrus's little sister and what was that guy's name? She she was dating a rapper and there's a whole bunch oh. of drama and then rumors about it being like uh, like fueled by the record company and stuff like that. I've never Noah Cyrus is her name, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's, I feel, that's. I've listened to this sounds saucy. But I've listened to one song about. that she's on. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan. Of is her. it Little Zan? Is that the guy? <laughs> I think Who so. Knows? I really no. I, uh, yeah, I Little Lean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anymore. Man. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Anyways, the the final thing that we're going to talk about: Justin Bieber eating his burrito like a cob of corn. This is what com- is that man thinking? Biting into the middle of a fucking burrito. He's just a man that lives by his own rules, you know, and uh, I really uh, have you respect seen, him. Have you for, seen that man lately? Maybe he knew Maybe he knew that they put the guac on all one side. It's true. They and do just, spread it. They do spread he just it wanted on the one guac. side. He didn't want you, a mouthful of sour cream. You no, know? it's just, true. You want the guac first, and then you work your some, way to the sour cream. Some of those refried beans. <laughs> Going back so. to like seeing Justin Bieber lately, though, <laughs> there was this post that I saw on Shaky Graves' Instagram, and he took like a photo of Bieber, and he's like naked with his weird tattoos all over his chest, and he's like Bieber's Bieber's chest looks like an angry Spaniard, and he put like some like <laughs> some like <laughs> yeah, agro like agro eyebrows over eyes. his nipples. Yeah, yeah it's really funny. Oh it, like my God. it fits perfectly. His his yeah, it's like bleach blonde hair now. He dresses like a homeless person. He's got. He's like. It's like he can people have been saying it's like wants. the Post Malone vibes. Like they've been seen together. Definitely. And it's like, I don't know why that's becoming an aesthetic. Didn't he just get engaged though? <laughs> he did. Did he? Yeah. No. He. So did. this whole like lazy aesthetic thing. I don't know shit about Bieber. I'm just came <laughs> up just after just being engaged. So it kind of it's kind of funny. That's true. Wait, I mean, he's gay? gonna start to let himself go. Bieber's Not engaged. gay. Engaged. Oh, I thought you said he's gay. I was no. like, whoa, 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 that'd whoa. That'd be pretty not big. Slow down. Pretty big. No, no, we're not I think, I think we're all a little bit gay. That's though, a given. Dude. I mean, it's I a spectrum. So. Right. That's the thing. It's a spectrum. Bieber's for sure a little bit gay. Anyways. For Post Malone, can... anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that concludes our segment of current musical events. The next thing that we're going to be talking about, I figured that we could have a good discussion about some of the 
roadblocks of creativity in just in general. And I, all of us being creative people, we all like to make music. I kind of wanted to have the round table discussion where we just give the number one thing that is in our way when we're trying to create something. And then we'll just spark the discussion from there. So Robbie, why don't you start us off? What is the number one thing that stops you from creating? Uh, I feel like we're all going to have the same answer. Relatively. I mean, it's a pretty universal problem. I feel like you get inside your own head. I don't know what else to say. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like how like give me give me an example of that lyrics come into your head and you write them down and you're like that's dumb even though like <laughs> you could write anything and it wouldn't have to mean anything and you could release it as long as it sounded good you know mm-hmm. like i feel like people like I, I write lyrics and then it takes me years to write something sometime well not literally years but writing something a down long and, while. a long long while there's yeah. one of my tracks that i'm releasing in not too long that I started like writing and then it like a year went by and then I finally called it done just cause like you, I don't know I feel like you want it to go in a certain way mm-hmm. and then you write it down and you're like that's not the way I want it to go and then you keep going back and forth and then you get more and more frustrated yeah it's, it goes with like it goes with recording too like I feel like the first take if you don't get the first take then by the, by the fifth take you're like shit I can't do this mm. it's the same with that yeah that's what I think anyway alright yeah, I feel like the uh, biggest roadblock is it wouldn't even be writer's block, but uh, I'm fine. Like I find it more and more that I'm more of a collaborator than a standalone writer and just doing stuff on my own. Because mm. like I found the same the same kind of thing with I sitting down with and mixing a track of music that other people have done. You you come to it with a completely uh, fresh state of mind and like you can you have all these ideas for it. But if you're doing your own thing over and over again, yeah, you, you start to get a biased opinion to it, and your ear gets kind of biased to it, and you can't really like think of it out, think outside of the box and be creative with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding the biggest struggle is uh, just I, I'm a, I'd, I'd say loneliness. <laughs> loneliness. <laughs> just constantly uh, trying to do work by yourself. Like it's not going to get you anywhere. Like you, yeah. like the like biggest pieces of work ever put out. It's made by more than one person. So true. Collaboration is key. Like it's, that's what I found at, at attending this school. It's like you know you can sit in front of your computer and just plop down notes and demos all the time, but when you're actually sitting down and you hear like inspiration coming from like other people, it just sparks a whole new different thing. Hmm. I dig that. I dig that. That do be like. I definitely, I definitely concur with what both of you guys were saying. I feel, uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric is still growing. I am. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> voice cracks left and right I, I've definitely experienced both of those things and that, those are huge factors in, in like what stops me from kind of reaching my potential as, as a creative person both getting in my own head and then being afraid to like think outside the box when it comes to working with people but that's exactly it, it. When, when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you lay down a guitar track say yeah. you know exactly what's coming but if you're jamming with another person, they're going to throw in a chord somewhere and it's going to clash with the chord you're playing. Yeah. It'll probably work out very nicely and it'll inspire a million it things. It might not work, but it, it will. Yeah. It might, it'll, not, it'll, it might not work <laughs> and it might work and it's worth the risk, right? Like, yeah, you have was, to kind of calculate you, that. You got to try. You got to yeah. just keep going out there and just keep jamming with other people yeah. and keep collaborating and just... Yeah. I, I feel like the number one thing that's always been in my way is just uh, I'm, I'm always scared that I'm not doing enough or that oh, I'm yeah. doing too little. Like yeah. I'll... I'll come up with an idea 
And I mean, I obviously go through the struggle of like, oh man, this idea is shit. Or like, oh man, I can't do this by myself. And I don't have that self-confidence. But like the main thing is, is like I come up with that idea and then I, I almost get scared of like putting my whole being into that and mm. being like, yeah, like this is it. Cause I don't, it probably is just like a self-confidence thing with creativity, but it's, it's becoming easier. But I find that the more and more that I'm progressing creatively, like the harder that struggle is getting, like it's less tiny little problems and more just like bigger problems like that, where I'm like, oh man, this isn't good enough and I'll just scrap it. Like I don't even follow it through. And then there's other times when I do follow it through and then it ends up being like shit. And then I'm like, oh, I should have just scrapped it. But again, it's that risk, right? Like you never know, oh, this could be a good idea. So it's worth the risk to pursue it, try and do something with it and find out that it's shit rather than start the idea and just scrap it right then and there. Yeah, I find that that self-confidence thing that like, again, that just comes from like, you just being your own critique, just being way too hard on yourself. You know, it's yeah. it's you. It's just you and yourself just sitting there, focusing on that one thing, and you can't really step outside the box. Really, it's a really easy uh, rabbit hole to get stuck going down. So, so is it is it better to be really hard on yourself and find the balance, or is it better to be like some people? You know, when you meet somebody and they're doing something that is, I'm sorry, just garbage, but yet they love it and they're like really happy to promote it and they think it's the yeah. shit. They think it's the shit and they're like, I'm gonna tour. And I want to make money, yeah. but they're just, just, pl- just playing shit. I, I admire, the, stage, I admire just... those kinds of people for for their confidence and for the fact that they're putting their time into that. You take inspiration from the drive they have. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's how they just rock. They just rock whatever they got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they whatever what, it is they, that they, you got, they shake them what their mama gave them. You know, and that's that isn't super important. That's nothing to like to laugh at for sure but i i think i agree that's like that's a huge dichotomy whether you're just like oh yeah i'm super confident like this is the best thing i've ever done but it is it's terrible right (laughs) it's either that or it's the best thing that you've ever done and you're not confident in it to the point where it doesn't go anywhere so where where do you guys think that that balance is i feel like there's a moderation in everything yeah i feel like you can go on and on and on into the infinity of life in finding a balance Mm. I feel like, yeah, coming from that moderation, it's uh, a lot of people I noticed, like I was, I was in a band for a couple of years and I've met a lot of people in the, in the music scene, just different aspects of it. A lot of people, they really just spread themselves too thin. Hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they want to do too much. Like I know, I know a guy who, who's a singer and he sings in a band and whatnot, but he also books their, uh, their band's tours. And his tour booking work far outweighs the uh his singing uh career mm. i'd say you know like he can book a tour like nobody's business but he wants to sing but he and wants to like, but he wants to be a rock star yeah but he wants like, to sing nah, and then he's then killing he the vibe of the tune because he's not a good singer yeah he's, he, he's not putting 110 percent into what his vocals tracks should be what his melodies should be how they play with like the instrument yeah, track yeah, yeah that's a huh. that's a good lesson i feel like don't spread it, yourself too thin yeah and, and, also, and like knowing it, your strengths too. yeah that's yeah. what i'm gonna say like your strengths you let's say you play guitar but you're a way better singer yeah why would you not hire a better guitar player if you can have so a true. better musician so true. like if you want to play guitar too bad like if it's going to be better yeah if you can afford it or if you know a person if you have a buddy who's a way better guitar player that's why i get matt to come on my crack my tracks <laughs> that's me I get on your crack <laughs> on my crack come here <laughs> like, lick my fucking crack <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's why like I I found more and more and kind of going back to Matt's opening statement is that the more that I've 
collaborate with other people and let other people in to make up for what I lack, uh-huh. it makes me not only to myself, but on the recording and how I perform, it makes me better because I'm not being weighed down by things that I'm not so good at. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to put as much effort into doing all the work. You can take a portion of the workload and put 110% into that exactly. portion. And then that makes that portion even better than it would be if you did it all yourself. And then exactly. they, they feed your fire of creativity and then you're, totally. doing, you're doing some improv shit when you're recording. Totally. And they, they, and they, they make you better and you make them better and yeah. then just the energy grows based on passion and vibe. That's when the vibe come to visit. People, it's true. People feed off a It'd good vibe. It'd be knocking on that door, you know? <laughs> it do. It the vi- the vibe do come knocking on your door. Every every now and again, it do come in. But so what So what makes a vibe? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question. I feel like that and that's a pretty broad question. I think it's more general. Yeah, general statement. A vibe is just uh, just What, fancy what word makes a vibe do the vibe? <laughs> How, 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 how be the vibe? <laughs> how be the vibe be? No, but that that's so important to be open to other people's input. And it doesn't mean that you have to take it. I feel like that's something that a lot of people mistake. So they're just like, I don't want to be open to other people's opinions because other, people opi- other people's opinions suck. But it's like, cool, but like, what if the chance of you getting good, in, good advice is one in 10? Out of 10, every 10 people that you talk to, you get the best advice out of your life. From, of your life from one person hmm. is that not worth hearing people's opinions 10 times just to get that one that actually does make a difference because I feel like there's so many people especially with the way that music the music industry is going now where it's so much more independent we can do everything ourselves with a laptop that people kind of get in that mindset where they don't need anybody else that's what I mean spreading yourself way too thin people get the yeah. idea that's like oh all, there's like all these uh all these uh, inspirational guys and quotes just, oh, you can do everything out of the box. You got a Mac with Logic and you can make a record that can, you know, a mm-hmm. platinum selling record. But not to say that you couldn't. It's, well, it's yeah, not you could do anything you set your mind to, but then you'll be doing it for the but rest of your fucking life. It's not life, just the gear, though. Like, it's, like that's one of the most yeah, important so much more. Like, like, it like, is I, so much more. Like, I, like when <clears> it, like, at one point, it, become, it, it is the gear. But for the most part, if, you know, you can have a really fast car, but if the driver can't drive then that car ain't doing shit <laughs> i smell an analogy <laughs> no that's so true that is so true yeah i don't know and i think that comes with maturity and it comes with time too because eventually i feel like in music no matter what if you're not failing if you haven't failed in music you're, you're not going anywhere because yeah. we've i guarantee you true. as performers we have all had like a show that we played where we, we go home and we like like, I remember just, like, being next to tears after a show that I played because I'm just like, this is shit. I can't do this anymore. Oh, yeah, like, I've been there. You, you, if you're not pushing yourself to the brink that way, you, you never really know what you're made of. And I feel like people that are overconfident and think that they can never fail and they never set themselves up for situations that they can't fail, then there's no progression there. A cruel awakening. Yeah. Down the line. It's, it's needed. I, I feel like it's needed. Oh, yeah. I feel like that, that that works with everything. You know, like the people that like are more interesting in life and the people that have done more. Yeah. And the people that know more and are more at peace with themselves have been through a lot more within themselves, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was just reading a book. <laughs> you were reading a book? Yeah. What's that? I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. I'm reading a book. What is that? Um, it's, it's the book... Uh, Oh, I forget Lord what of the it's Rings? called. Something, something, not giving a fuck. Have you seen that? It's like orange. 
like the oh the orange one that orange book <laughs> it's like the, the <laughs> can I have the, the synopsis it's like the Coles notes anyway it's like a book about like how you have to live your life and not and not give fucks to things that don't deserve your fucks is essentially mm. the premise uh. of the book so it's like stop caring about things that don't matter and the things that do matter like put 110% into them but they, they told the story of like how Buddhism started and like how Ooh. it was like essentially the Buddha came from this guy who was a prince and his father like locked him inside a castle and like gave him everything good in life nothing bad ever happened to him but the prince left the castle for one day and saw people starving and so he ran away from home and became a bum and almost died and then after that he was walking back to the castle and he sat underneath of a tree and then for apparently the myth is like 49 days he sat there but then he like figured out that you can't like go through life with only pleasure and only pain it's like in the middle and you can use pain and like depression and struggle as kind of like your gauge as to whether or not you're doing something that's like worth it in your life uh-huh. right because I, I feel like if you're doing something that's actually worth your time it's gonna hurt a little bit right like a relationship, like for lo- example. Like loving something until, yeah. it, until it kills you a little bit? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like if... That is so, so real, though. If, if, <laughs> if you're in a relationship, for example, you know, there, there's time and effort that you have to put into it. And that's not to say that there's not going to be any problems. It's just that you have new problems. You have better problems. Hmm. Right? But you have to get through that bullshit at the very beginning. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, I want to be a rock star. They're not willing to go through all those really shitty problems at the beginning. They're not in love with the process. They're more thinking about, oh, this is where I want to be. It's not like I need to fail 10,000 times before I get there. It's like, how can I have the most pleasant experience along my way and never fail? Yeah. You're just not going to get there. Yeah. I think the key is, uh, if you're not learning, you're losing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Yes. (laughs) It's true though. Fair, yeah. I, 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 I saw this one guy, uh, he's in a band, and he was posting, he's talking about, it was just a quick little quote, and he said, uh, if listening to your old mixes doesn't make you cringe, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's so true. Yeah. I feel, I feel like there's not one person, but I guess it's possible to be like so in love with what you've done that you oh, no, don't they're, cringe. They're yeah. out there. But I just, I just didn't, to me, that's so weird. Like obviously, yeah. like every like one hundred percent of people grow with anything that they do. Yeah, that's part of being a person. Yeah, you are a person. You do one thing, you keep doing it, you get better at it. So there's no way that you could be the same yeah. level of what you do. Yeah, so I how could, could you not think that what you do now is better than what you did five years ago? Mm-hmm. That's think, true. Yeah, I think a good example of that is uh, it's a term I heard floating around the industry nowadays is uh, demoitis. <laughs> What's yeah. demo this? So you 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 create a demo, the initial demo of a track, and you get it sounding to whatever. It's a demo. It's finished, and then you go to uh, do the final recording, probably like a big studio or whatever, and it sounds nothing like the demo that you've been listening to months, and you just it doesn't sit with you at all, and you right. hate it. You hate the real recording because you're so used to the demo, and you think that's how it should sound. Hmm. So how does that relate? Do you think to? kind of just people being stuck on uh not thinking uh. that things can be improved like kind of being arrogant with it like thinking that it's perfect yeah you know yeah <clears throat> I mean, my voice is perfect. you can <laughs> perfect i don't think that there's a point 
<laughs> they think their shit's chocolate ice cream and everyone should have two scoops, you know? Oh, it's true. Dear oh. God. Yeah. Matthew's full of these. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm glad we have you here. <laughs> I want two scoops of your chocolate ice cream. <laughs> Take a number. <laughs> Take a number. No, but I, I do think that that is something that people need to realize is that there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement and that you shouldn't be afraid to improve and that people need to realize that in order to improve, you have to fail. And sometimes you have to fail really fucking hard Yeah. in order to do that. And I feel like some people get so scared of that. that so they hard. They don't, they don't take the leap, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, like learning how to do a backflip, for example. Like, it's so cool when you finally do one. I can't relate. But you gotta split your head a few times in a really cool fucking way. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But you gotta, you, you gotta get over the anticipation of it. Like, it's so difficult to do, but as soon as- Sounds almost like performing. (laughs) <laughs> that's the analogy were you yeah. working that way did I ruin it yeah <laughs> sorry baby spoiler alert you should have <laughs> premature there yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that anyway but yeah so so far we've gone through like our own personal struggles do you think that the solution to each like do you think that the solution to each of our things that we open with is to not be afraid to fail yeah, well, that's at hundred percent. That's yeah, one that's, of the things. That's definitely, definitely true. Mm-hmm. But I think also um, you can't be afraid to put out something shit, which goes with failing. But like, it, it's not failing at the same time because you're, you're, you've succeeded in writing a song. If you yeah. don't know what you're doing, that means that you're not like used to writing music. You know, like amazing songwriters can write a song yeah. every day and release almost every one of them. You know. When you're first starting out, it's the same with like freestyle rapping. When you first start doing it, you can't do it because you sound like shit. But that's what happens when you first start doing it. You can't be afraid. Yeah, you can't be afraid to do anything. something. You can't be afraid to do something shit when you're starting out and you're learning. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you will do something shit, and then after a while, your shit smell good. Two scoops. <laughs> Roses really smell like poo. Outcast. That's yeah. That's so true. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, were, we were talking about this the other day, how you can't, or maybe it was me and Isabel that were talking about that. It, it, it just gets to a point where something has to be good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it's good enough for you to put out there. At the time, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, like, who you are as a person, you know that it's not perfect, but where you are in your life, you're not able to give it any more. So, in a sense that's as perfect as it's going to get and that's worth putting it out because i know that there's there's i guarantee you there's so many musicians out there that have made really good shit but they're just like it's not perfect so i can't put it out and they're like they're people lose out on opportunities man those people drive me bananas yeah they're just like (laughs) they're just like man yeah i've been working on this project and then like open it and you're just like holy shit that was amazing they're like yeah but this 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 and they just list and you're just like who cares? It sounds good. <laughs> or like you hear somebody sing and they never performed before and you hear them sing and you like nearly faint. You're like, yeah. what? <laughs> what are you <laughs> why, doing? Why are you not on and a stage And you're like, you, right sh- you should be recording and performing and they're like, no, no way. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not good enough. It it's kinda, like, <laughs> yeah. It kind of goes, goes back to that though. That when, 
what we were talking about at the very beginning is like people they get in their own heads right Yep. They're all up in there that they're, they've, they failed to <laughs> even take <laughs> like <laughs> all up in there. They, they're too all up in their own head to, to even take that first step where they're just like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, why not? I'll try it. I, feel, I don't know. Was there a turning point for you guys where you felt like, yeah, this is like it was a calculated risk when you decided to go into a creative field? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely say joining this uh, class, doing this program here. That's... Yeah, it, I wouldn't say it was a risk, but it definitely opened up like the whole music right. thing to like yeah. what I couldn't imagine it have been. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like there was like a turning point for me with performing where I would like play a bunch of covers that were like almost the same as the original. Yeah, and I didn't feel that it went that well. And people were just basically, you know, it's the worst compliment you can get. Yeah. The worst one. And it's not, it's, it's a nice thing to say, but at the time, it's shit. People come up to you after you just like sweated your, your ass off on stage and your like voice is done and you're feeling shitty about yourself. And they're like, yeah, that was, that was good. You have lots of potential. Oh. And you're like, ooh, fuck you. But no, you're not actually, you're not actually saying that. But at the back of your mind, in, in your, outside you're smiling and going, "Wow, thanks." But inside you're just like, I, "I'm going to smash my guitar." Like, like when when did that change for you? Where you felt I don't know, like, I feel like it's a gradual thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like there was a time when I would play a show and people would just be like giving me encouraging comments after the show, mm. and then some. I don't know when it happened, but years went by, and I was playing a show and people are like asking me for my contacts or asking me to buy an album mm. which didn't used to happen so i don't know when the it used to just be you have potential but now it's like yeah yeah i want what you're doing in I between those two shit. moments where you're just playing like a ton just constantly always playing and i mean like i I've, i'm like i'm always playing a lot but i haven't like i guess like periodically i performed a decent amount but yeah, yeah. it's becoming more and more frequent but yeah yeah, it's it's a lot like like building muscle, you know. You just kind of keep lifting to kind of get get those muscles to where they Skill need to be. Skill is a muscle, you know. It's muscle memory. It's a hundred percent thing, and you know, if you stop working out, you lose that muscle, and you know, yeah, no, no can, more gains. It can definitely. What's what's that no. word? That means like uh, atrophied. That's what it is. That's I mean, like your muscles shrink. Atrophied. Atrophied. A. What you mean, like a- get yoked or go home? Is get, that <laughs> get yoked or get. <laughs> Can't think of something that rhymes with yoked. Get yoked or get. That sounds like some like <laughs> doped. Some weird uh, new medication. Try new atrophied. <laughs> oh my god! It's like a forty-five second commercial and ten seconds is you information. And the cause, rest of it is just may cause may death. cause hairy nipples, <laughs> may cause hairy tits and itchy ass. Eyeball evacuation. <laughs> itchy ass. Sunken eyes. I govel. Oh, well, look oh, at that! Well, you know what that it's, means. It's time for the, the part it's of the show. It's time for the Spaghetti Speakathon. The part of the show where we play a song about the things that are on that. our minds. We'll have Matthew play the guitar for us here. We're going to have each of us do a little little tidbit. What, uh, we'll, just, what, what we'll, you... we'll freestyle here, just about some stuff that's <laughs> on our minds, things that have been going on. You know, I've, okay, okay. Use it like a live, a live diary. <laughs> what kind of mood are we going for here? Like a somber kind of thing, or like? I feel like, man. I feel like Matt. You should just close your eyes and just 
Just let it seize a hold of you, baby. <laughs> just play whatever comes into your heart. Come on now. More notes, more notes, louder, louder. Oh, okay. Oh, you fucking asshole. No, 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 we won't do that. We're not going to play one of them. No stairway. <laughs> was that a Layla by Eric Clapton? Uh, I believe that was Nirvana. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Should we, like, do a, should we do a cover song? Sounds like teen liquor. <laughs> no, let's make some shit up. I feel like we make some shit up. All right, take the lead. outside one day and I saw a guy he had a hat on no way yeah man it was a it was a it was a really dope hat had a feather in it feather he said it was from his cat oh shit yeah feathery cat goddamn so I asked him where can I get a hat like yours Costco. Yeah. He said you gotta go to Costco. I got really a good deal on a garden hose. You can make the hose into a hat and put your cat feathers in it. Take it away, Robbie. <laughs> Damn. Don't be afraid to fail, folks. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Do that vibe for me You know I can see you so clear Yeah, yeah, yeah Hey now, come on See it with his arms around me Late at night He strummed that string And do that thing Watch that thing Bring that thing for me, man And then I see it in your eyes I'm trying to be the man you believe in yeah. Come on now Come on Damn. <laughs> Good shit. Does anyone have any reefer? 
<laughs> some jazz cabbage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some jazz cabbage between the just between between friends. That'd be a great band name. Well, and now up next we have Jazz Cabbage with their rendition of Almost Blue. Jazz Cabbage. <laughs> anyway. That's a that's a band name. Almost Blue. <laughs> oh, that's a banger. That shit slaps. <laughs> Chet Baker. Chet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah. That gets you right in your feels. Well. Um. What we, else? Let's do. Let's do another twenty minutes or so. I think we got twenty minutes or so left in the car. So we're gonna open up the line to the callers now, and you know, let's call in whatever you want to talk about. You know. Hello. <laughs> hey, Matt. Yes. Are you single, bud? As a matter of fact, I am. Why do you ask, buddy? No reason. Are you trying to front? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dial it back. Dial it back. Dial it back. Yeah, no, we're trying to we're trying to do bits that don't exist. <laughs> nice. This is bits that don't exist hour. Where we make up bits that don't exist. That don't exist. Don't exist. Don't exist. Shh, shh. Welcome to the whisper. So, Eric, what's what's your all-time five favorite songs? My own. <laughs> I like how we. <laughs> okay, my all-time five. Do fav- it to me, what's baby. Your all-time five Chet Baker songs. I don't. I don't know a whole lot of Chet Baker, unfortunately. Well, almost blues number one. You should know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's about the only one I do know. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same. But I'm a huge fan. Um, oh, I had God. a friend who was like that. Every anytime like an artist would pass away or something, he would put like some big spiel on Facebook, and it's every, like 100 percent of the times opening lines. I never really listened to uh, this person much. I never really listened to any of their albums. But here's what I think of them. I think it's sad when people die. You know. <laughs> Sometimes they're living and then the next, well, quite frankly, <laughs> they're, they're not. They die. <laughs> they're no longer in existence. You should teach they've, an MTD, right? Oh, no, kicked, don't throw shit. They've kicked the, the proverbial bucket. Per se. What My top about? five favorite songs? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God. Other than Almost Blue. They better be good. My, oh, God. Probably, can I just do like the five songs? Do whatever you feel. Uh, I'm gonna do the like the five songs that have had the most influence on on yeah, yeah. me as a musician. I like that. I think the first one is probably. I, I can't really pick a song from the album. Pick but, one. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the Scientist by Coldplay is up there. Oh, a lot of Coldplay is yes. up there. But if I if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Sparks, honestly, from their first album. That's a phenomenal Sparks. album. Nah, so I just picked that whole album as, as a Coldplay song. I just I just oh, consider what, that. What about Shiver? How about Shivers? Sh- Shivers, oh, oh, a yeah, bop. yeah, yeah. You always get your way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he did it to me. He did. Chris Martin, man. <laughs> he had to do no, it. No, but Gold, Coldplay had such a big influence on my music. I, I I started on piano, so like just phenomenal. Phenomenal, like ballad piano. From, phenomenal from, from cosmic power. That <laughs> <laughs> infinite amount of piano power. <laughs> but yeah, no, we that's, digress. That's definitely that's definitely up there for me. A lot of the Beatles, for sure. I think. Oh. Oh God. You gotta pick a few tracks. Oh, uh, I want to say. Like the first Beatles song that I ever like, always had on repeat was was Hey Jude. I know that's pretty typical, but I like that. That is good songwriting, man. So yeah, we got Coldplay, you can't deny. Beatles, Hey Jude, Paul Simon, 
the oh, yeah. Graceland. Mm. Yeah. Just the, the song Graceland. No, You Can Call Me Out was pretty good too. Um, that album and well, Paul Simon 50, 50 Ways to Lose Doubt oh, Loving. Dude, so good. So good. How about mm. the production value on that track with the little finger symbols? With a percussion? That's, I didn't that that is a track. I need to listen to that on good speakers. I don't think I've done that. I think the last time I've listened to that album, like still crazy after all these years, like the last time I listened yeah. to that album was like, oh God, I had like an iPod shuffle. So <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> that's a um, yeah, so that's three. Probably do like a good. And I love, fucking love John Denver. Oh, Ooh, okay. And, and Country Roads is, is, is you know, it's up there, but... Um, it's up there somewhere. Yeah, no. I'd say, <laughs> I know it's a meme, but I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. Well, there's a re- John I think there's stuff. a reason Rocky a song has become a meme. Like, yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? You know meme songs are usually well put together songs. Like, like, like all jokes aside, All Star is a well put together song. It's true. It's I very well All-Star. recorded. Hey, now. All Star is great. Chords in there. <laughs> Some body. That's tough. We know how it goes. <laughs> we we've heard this song before. The All Star is the definition of dank, though. We gotta yeah. admit. And That's then, uh, you know, Rick Astley, bring that back. Oh, Throwing dude. it all the way dude, back. Dude, hell yes. Like, all in all, that's a killer track, man. Oh, man. And last, last pick for me. Um, it like the Lumineers. Um, oh, what fucking song was that? <laughs> Slow It Down. The, their debut album had a big influence on me, but Slow It Down was great. Um, also the Arkells have a lot of influence over my songwriting, but like the Lemoneers and those like Lemoneers, John Denver, Paul Simon, um, what were the other ones they mentioned? Coldplay and, Be- and Beat Masters. and the Beatles. Those are like definitely there. They're up there. And I could credit so many more people to like well, yeah, of course. the style that I that I enjoy. What about yourself, Matthew? What are uh, top five influences on Matthew on your music long walks on the beach? Oh man. Well, that's the thing. I like a lot of different music. So like I'm always just in moods. I'm going between bands all the time. There's like like obviously a constant in the band is John Mayer. That there's no mm. question. No mm. ifs, ands, or buts. John's, you know. He's in there. He's in here. You'd let him have his, inside. Have his way with you, wouldn't you? No comment. <laughs> You're essentially commenting by not commenting. I don't know if you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than John Mayer, I mean, doing. like, what else is there? Apart <laughs> from John Mayer. Hey, I just, I just feel bad for the guy. He got There's a lot of plenty. hate. Like, <laughs> why would you feel bad for him? I feel like he made his own. He brought it bed. upon himself. True, but. If the fame wasn't brought to him, I don't feel like he'd be in the same situation. And he's going, he's so going the a, fans brought it upon him. Yeah, nice How job, dare you, Matt. fans? He's going, you. He's going through hey. a really nice sneaker phase, too, isn't he? He's always posting those fancy sneaker shots on the Instagram. Yeah, he's he's on the in internet. fashion and shit. He's, he's in it. With his, with his like country music and his Nike sneakers at the same time. What are you doing? Pseudo country. What kind of man are you? <laughs> you're supposed to be wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> and you're wearing Nike God. sneakers. Gold chains, I, I, hanging out with rappers. I clearly need Come to change on, my John. aesthetic now, too. Oh, God. <laughs> so other than John Mayer, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I like Steely Dan. They're good. Steely Dan is good. They're phenomenal. Like like, They're harmonies. Isn't that a Steely Dan song? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, anything off the Asia album, that's just, you, just good old time. Uh-huh. Mm. 
Uh-huh. Got three more to go there, buddy. I'm noticing a guitar trend here. Well, it, it may come to a sh- uh, surprise to you. I play guitar sometimes. Oh, every once in a while? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you diddle on those strings. Diddly boy. Diddle the old git fiddle. Yeah, you know. Diddle the old git fiddle. But other than that, yeah, now that I think about it, I guess a lot of it is very guitar orientated, but. You are a Jeff Beck fan too, aren't you? I enjoy Jeff Beck quite a bit. He's, uh. Did you hear when he cut his fingers off? He did. I think you're thinking of someone else. No. Jeff Beck cut his fingers off. He cut his fingers off when he was cooking dinner. He was chopping up some meat, some onions, and he like chopped some veggies. He like chopped a few of his fingers off, some and he mushrooms. had them. He had them reattached. This was not that long ago. Like left or right? How hand? how, how left recent hand. was this? Jesus. And he got them reattached, and then he put like a ton of money on insurance on his fingers afterwards. Yeah, and it's like like. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're putting insurance on your fingers. Like, how often do you cut your fingers off? And second of all, once you cut them off the second time, I feel like that's it. You can get a ton of money back for the insurance, but I you got ins- no more fingers. You can insure you cannot your fingers. Fing. I feel like he, that's not the most ridiculous thing that's been that's insured. That's incredible. I think it was uh, like Jennifer Lopez or someone insured their legs for like over a mil. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Well, like, she does have nice legs. <laughs> like, like, you would gonna... have over a mil, but then you would have no legs. It's true. Okay, I'd, I'd take <laughs> the middle over. Are those legs. the three that you have so far? <laughs> oh, those are three. Yeah, John I mean, Mayer, Steely Dan, and uh, whatever. Robbie, who, who did you say, Robbie? I said Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck. Yeah, he's up there. Um, I've been really Two digging more. a lot of Leon Bridges lately. Oh, dude. Yeah. We had a bonding moment with Leon. Uh, Leon, if you're Leon. listening to this, come join us. <laughs> come, uh, come be on the show. Get on this. I think Leon's a good name. Leon. Leon. I think I'll, I think I'll name my son Leon. Everything Leon. about him is good. I think I'll name my son Leon. I'm tossing between that or Neptune. <laughs> Not seven? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Just like the most arbitrary tra- children's names. Uh, Apollo. Neptune McIntyre. I think that's good. <laughs> Neptune McIntyre! <laughs> <laughs> Neptune, get your ass over here! Laddie. Yeah, I may have a Scottish name, but I Jesus am not Scottish. Jesus Christ! Whoa. Whoa. Neptune. So close to Halloween, uttering the JC. <laughs> how many how many people worldwide do you think are going to dress up as Jesus for Halloween? I'd say at least one. <laughs> are you guys dressing up for Halloween? <laughs> I'm kind of... <laughs> I, might wear, Good I, might wear, I might wear socks. I, I might wear know. pants. Whoa. Actually, no, I probably won't wear pants. If I'm, I'm kind of being honest. forced to to, uh, at to work. wear pants? Yeah, it's awful. I got to go into my work being and wear pants. forced to wear pants at work. Like, why can't I just sell liquor in my underwear, you know? like uh, that's, that's the clear, like, front runner of, like, uniforms that... I don't know where I'm going with this. I feel like girls... Pants. All liquor store workers should wear their underwear. I feel like some girls wear, wear shorts at work that are so short that they might as well be wearing boxers. This is true. It's true. I feel like you could just what do it. What job, though? What are they going to say? Uh, Take Matthew pants on. <laughs> Matthew, you're wearing boxers. Well, I guess I like I, that. <laughs> <laughs> I like your moxie. <laughs> you got spunk, kid. I like that about you. I like that. Oh, now I got moxie. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Anyway, so it's, so Steely Dan. Uh, yeah, it's John Mayer, Steely Dan, Jeff Beck. Well, Jeff Beck really not up there. Like I appreciate. You him. guys made me name songs. You're like just, on it. Like yeah. Like. <sighs> You could have named whatever it is that you want. Like, I went through, like, a huge Radiohead uh, phase, but I haven't listened to them in months, mostly because they're not releasing new stuff at the moment. But, like... So you you only listen to artists that release new shit? No, I'm listening to whoever, like, I'm tired of for, you know? like shit? Like, like I've, it's true. Like a lot of, like, I'm finding a lot of, more often than not these days, I'm just listening to a lot of, like, really smooth, really 
boring jazz that I really enjoy for some reason. I'm just they like jazz. Apparently, I'm just really getting into it. Lately. But then I'll like I'll be on the way to school in the morning. I'll be listening to Chet Baker or something or some you know some Chris Bodie. But yeah. and then on the way home, I'll be listening to like Periphery and the After ah. Image and stuff like that. And the day in the life of Matthew. It's all over the place for you, huh? The secret's out. You guys know. All right. My pl- my uh, Spotify playlist is fire. Yes. Complete murder sauce. Well, can you? Can- you send that to me? <laughs> <laughs> All Mur- right. Murder sauce. That's a, a term that's got to stop. Murder sauce. Shout out to murder is, sauce. Is that, uh, is that your five? <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I, I can't Matthew really doesn't know what that. the fuck he's trying to say right now. Okay? <laughs> I don't. I, I can't answer questions like that. It's just too... I, I can't just label myself. Like, this, this is my five, you know? Like those right. phone plans, like you All put right. those five friends on your phone plan. I don't have five friends. I, I don't think that those phone plans exist anymore. I don't think they've existed since. Yeah, because I realize people don't have more than people don't have five friends. That doesn't exist. And unlimited calling is just such a big thing nowadays. Is it? People, what are y'all people, talking about? People call. <laughs> I mean, people call on the phone these days. I thought it was all about the uh, Insta chat and the <laughs> Insta Snap Twitter and Snap Twit. Anyway, Robert, five five influences. Well, I I uh, tend to drift towards the soulful stylings of the cranberries. Oh, <laughs> no, alrighty. I think that's a Don Glover line. That isn't is. That? I don't know. Shout out to Donald Glover. Apparently, Don. Don he doesn't Glover. like to go by Don because it's like Don, Don Glover. Glove. Don Glover. Don Glover. He's a Don Glover. <laughs> he doesn't like Don. He doesn't love Don. No, he doesn't want people to portray him that way. I guess people don't want his name to be associated with Don. I guess. But Don, Donald Glover guess, is guess, is cool, but he's not one of my top five. Oh, okay. Oh. Although, although he's got some he's got some tracks. Who's who's in at number five for you? Coming in at number five. Coming on in Robbie's at list. Five. Robbie's picks. Here we go. Robbie's picks. Yeah. Man. I was making fun of y'all for taking a long time, but it's tough. Oh, when, oh, so you oh, when you're on the in the, you in the spotlight, you're kind of flustered, the, huh? The stress <laughs> oh, that you have put us under. <laughs> Are My you guys hair salty? is falling out. This has all been a ruse to get you in the spot. To, yeah. Okay. A ruse. Okay. Top five. Well, um, one name that comes up. I don't know whether this is in proper order organization. That's but number five, I would fine. say, I would say, <laughs> I would say Jack Johnson for mm. me. Jack Johnson was a was a really big part of my high school years, and uh, yeah, because I started out for like the years of my guitar playing, playing acoustic guitar. So I learned yeah. a lot of his covers. They're good and jams, man. They're good jams. Very yeah, very moist. So and the like, JJ years went by, and I like sort of lost touch with his music. And then I And then it touched you again <laughs> He touched my taint again My musical taint <laughs> Well sometimes it's gotta happen you know You go too long with your no. taint being neglected What I was gonna you know? say what I was gonna A say. neglected taint is not good gentlemen <laughs> What I was gonna say is That I went, I went and saw him live at Deer Lake Deer Lake is, is a magical venue in Vancouver If you have is not it a This lake? is true it's, He's not lying folks If you get it on a nice day which it was not mm. a cloud in the sky, and it was because it, like it had been such a long time since I had vibed out to some Jack Johnson, and then I was like rediscovering my love for his music as I was watching him play, and it was like one of the best live shows I've been to yeah. for sure, just because of that and the and the day and the evening and the it was, it just was, a good combination of things. It was the one, even though like I've been to like shows that have blown away my bum in other ways. <laughs> 
What am I talking about? My your underside. <laughs> Can we talk about your underside uh, terminology? Is blown my bum away in other ways. I feel like musically speaking, I've I've seen better shows, but that one, that one, I remember very clearly. All right, so Jack Johnson, number four, number four. Um, another one, almost the same, but just because it made so much of the influence for me was Jason Mraz. You can make fun of okay, me if you okay, want. Okay. Hey, hey. I love Jason Mraz. I'll, I'll admit, there's a couple Spice Girls tunes that I <laughs> consider quite yeah. fiery. Yeah, why not? I, I, I love that song by J-Lo with Ja Rule. I'm real. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Wait, yeah. can you sing that one more time? Just the... Oh, yeah, that one. You, know, you can make fun of me. What would it sound like too? if Louis Armstrong did that? It's <laughs> 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 my Louis. <laughs> Shouts out to Louis Armstrong. Shout, shout out. We all we all have our guilty pleasures, but I don't listen to Jason Mraz at all anymore. But I was just I was just mentioning that. Yeah. Big influence. Number three. Uh, I feel like I have to go towards hip hop more because that's what I do now. <laughs> just hip hop. Just hip hop um, as a genre. Uh, Big, biggest influence. Um, uh, I, I guess most deaf. Mm. I love some most deaf. Mm. I think that <laughs> I think that a lot of the time that I like it. I like I like hip hop songs, but then I hear the lyrics and I'm like, what are they talking about? That's dumb as hell. And then I don't like the track as much, and I don't like the rapper as much. But I feel like most deaf like the lyrical content is always there hmm. for me. Hmm. Cool. He's always saying real stuff, and things. And yeah. Cool. <laughs> Number four, two. Four, three, two, two. Somewhere in between one and five. Oh, no, you just did number four. Number three. No, I did Jack, Jason, most oh, yeah. deaf. So number, number two. I was right. Thanks, guys. God, number two. Way to make me doubt myself. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We got a fly in here. <laughs> Jesus. Get him! <laughs> Hope that duck oh. doesn't get in here. It's <laughs> got fly guts on my hands. Okay. Uh... Fuck. Kendrick? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I don't know. Why? Because he's white? <laughs> Kendrick's not white. Jesus You Christ. idiot. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. Wait, which Kendrick? <laughs> Great interpretation. Yeah, which, which are we, one? Are we talking Kendrick the night janitor? <laughs> he's white. Who? The night janitor. Who's that? Kendrick. Here? I don't know. I was thinking Eric's Lamar. Just, Eric's the night being an idiot. I am. I'm just trying to make funny. Yeah, shut up, Eric. <laughs> This is the Robbie and Matt show. We'll see you later. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I really like Hendrick. I don't know, but it, I don't know what to say, so I'm just picking that name. And then number one, I saved for last because he's my number one that I would have to pick at this moment. Frank Ocean, classic, classic. Frank Ocean is is for me. He's done some beautiful music. Yeah. For in my opinion, in a way that I think that other people have not done. I feel like he's that sort of combination that you I listen to Frank Ocean and you're like, okay, there's other people that sound somewhat similar, but nobody does what he does. I would label him a composer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, a, as, just as much as he is an artist, for sure. He produces, he, he's a phenomenal singer. He does, I, I, he does things. I do a lot. He does a lot of things very well. A lot of the way I sing now is a lot I've taken from the way he sings. So yeah, that's probably why I put him at number one. Fantastic. That's a lovely list there. 
Well, so I wanted to know what is the best live show you guys have seen? Like best live show, just hands down. Just oh, best. oh, I've got one. Best. I've got one. I know. I know. Pick me. All right, Eric. Start, what do you got? <laughs> start off, Robbie. You, you you got it. You got it. There's a, it comes up because it like it was so good at the time that I was like, I felt weak at the knees. Mm. Mm. And I was like, oh dear God. Mm. And also, I like this uh. because you probably haven't heard of this band. Uh. You know, you wouldn't hear about it. Oh yeah, you yeah. haven't heard about this band before. Oh, I've heard of them. I just, I just don't listen to them. about this before? I've heard the name, but I just don't know what you mean. I mean, it definitely rings a bell. Does, is, it, is it like led by a jazz trumpet player called Roy Hargrove? Miles and he Davis? does like he does this like hip hop funk jazz band called the RH Factor. And when I was in high school, oh, okay. when I was in high school, I went to this like jazz festival in the states. And they were one of the like main feature bands, the RH Factor. Mm. And they played like a clinic where they're like in a clinic, they're supposed to like talk about music and talk about their instruments and blah, blah. And they were like, do you want us to talk or do you want us to just play? And they just played and they went way over time. Like there was people standing on the side of the stage trying to get them to stop playing, but they wouldn't stop playing. And it was like the roof had blown off oh, wow. and it was incredible. So you should look them up on Spotify, the RH Factor. They are quite vibey. Dope. Eric, how about you? What's oh, you're gonna, you're gonna write down that guy. <sighs> um, the best show. There's just so many. Right? I've been there is like I've been to a lot of memorable. I've been to a lot of bucket list shows, but I think the best live show that I've been to that I've felt. I I, I feel like that when people play live. It's an important thing to make a connection with your audience and to have your audience feel connected to you. And the one time that I really, really Touching felt that, <laughs> just getting right in there, just getting right, getting right into the taint. Two, getting, maybe three fingers. Just, just a couple. Three fingers? You just big ass taint. <laughs> it's not what a taint is. You can't, <laughs> you can't end up. <laughs> So yeah, live shows. Gonna this band? is going to be cut speaking for of, time. Speaking of tape. Okay, yeah. Where, that, where I experienced that the most, I went and saw the Arkells, and that was oh. amazing. Just the the, ener are very, the energy that they had. I know there. exactly what you mean. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. They, yeah. They're, they're going out on tour. A little shout out to Canadian Music. I mean, that's what we're, we're all about here, but they are going out on tour in February. You can check that out. If you haven't heard of the Arkells music, you're living... Under a rock, more than likely. Or in America. Or, or in America. And even if you are in America, <laughs> you should listen to their music. They do smaller <laughs> shows in, in America, but they're they doing a stadium tour this oh. album around. They're they're getting up there for they sure. Had, they had that big one, the the, 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 the Arkell's Rally. Yeah. Didn't they have like... In Hamilton, like yeah. Like over 30,000 people. Yeah, they had like a shit insane. ton of people. 30,000? Yeah. 30,000 30, people. 30,000? I can't believe it that the Arkell's had 30,000 people at their concert. <laughs> But no, for like just a band, like just that's, they're ju they like, just make music and people. They don't even try. They show up and they watch. They think play. That, they think that everyone was standing around going, "What the fuck are we doing here?" <laughs> Wait, this is a musical thing that we're going to. I thought this was bingo. <laughs> oh come on, we're going home. Oh, okay. Anyway, we'll end with Matt's. Yeah, mine. I got a couple answers here for, oh, di no, for different reasons. One. For different yes. reasons. One. Was well, it the no. RH factor? I would say for a relatable note with how you feel about the Arkells, I saw uh, Billy Talent do their 10 anniversary for their first album and they played the Commodore and that was just 
Oh, it was fucking was it mayhem. It was. They were, they've been playing that album for ten <laughs> years straight. Gone. It was. It was very tight butthole. It was oh, super God. moist. It was. That was a phenomenal show. They it was killed a Commodore it. too. It was a good venue. Oh, they. It was a fucking unreal show. But either that for like kind of like the energy with the knowing the song, being able to sing along to them and just going crazy. But other bands like I seen uh, a progressive metal band from England called Tesseract, and they played at the Rickshaw, and that was without without a doubt the best sounding show I've ever heard in my life. Mm. It was just. Super like you, you'd, on, you'd honestly think it was all just backing tracks with how tight it was. Like mm. the singer Dan Tompkins, he's he, he makes a living off of doing vocal lessons, and it was just the most unreal show I've ever seen, live show I've ever seen. And I guess another one would be uh, a new kind of newer band called The Night Game from L.A. And oh, they're yeah. doing this total '80s revival thing, and they're they're doing it right. They're not just doing like a gated snare on let a pop guess, tune. Let me guess where you discovered the night game. Oh, I think you know. I, oh, yes. You know exactly where I discovered the night game. John Mayer Page. Yeah, he gave a fat <laughs> shout out to them and had them uh, open up for him. Basically, it all started at John Mayer. And then there was light. Father John. <laughs> Father John. Well, we are going to wrap it up right here. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We got Robbie. We got Mount. We got myself, Eric. You can follow us online. Let's Let's play it out. You can follow us online at bandwidth.music on Instagram, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the bandwidth music, I believe. Is, is that you can just search us up on, on Facebook there? You can follow the three of us on Instagram. Links for that are going to be in the bio. If you have suggestions, comments, questions, concerns of any kind, please leave them with us. You can email us at pansyrecords at gmail.com thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you join us next time alright let's get the fuck out of here <laughs>